0: podcast babies
1: i'm jesse oliver i'm maureen smith
2: and i'm Maquita Loney. and we're fat out of
1: hell a bi-weekly podcast where we burn down fat stigma through conversations about our experiences as bad rad fatties so take
0: out your extenders and buckle up because it's time to go
1: What up, podcast babies? I'm Jesse Oliver. I'm Maureen Smith, and I'm Makita Loney.
0: And I am trying to combat the exact thing we're going to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> that's very. So if real. I sound like a toddler who's refusing to go to bed, that's why. Because today we're talking about fatigue.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're talking about all kinds of fatigue today. We're talking about. Fatigue, which Jesse will go into. We're talking about COVID fatigue. We're talking about world trauma fatigue. <laughs> and we're talking about physical fatigue. So,
0: I mean, also like seasonal affective disorder oh, fatigue. Yeah. Listening to Phoebe Bridgers on repeat fatigue.
1: <laughs> Cats knocking things off of tables fatigue.
0: Yes. Just... There's a lot of just general malaise and fatigue happening. Yeah. Um, yes so fatigue what what i mean okay so we are recording this uh we're pretty much in real time right now yeah so today is january 10th
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and we say this because the world has handed us plenty of things to be fatigued about this week
1: for real oh yeah it's a. Uh, uh, it's it's been a time
0: what yeah. a time um I will say the thing that, like, tipped me over the edge was uh, the day of the Capitol Hill terrorist attacks. Um, Because let's just call them what they are, which is a terrorist attack. Yes. Uh, Was the single deadliest day of COVID. Mm -hmm. Also, it was the day in which CNN published a report that was... um, If we maintain the rates of vaccination we are currently at, it will take us three years to reach herd immunity. And that's a lot. I just sat on my bed and I might even get emotional now and cried because I was just like, what the fuck? Like, and apparently because uh, originally it was supposed to be that 20 million doses of vaccine went out by December and only 2 million were distributed, those 20 million doses of vaccine um, are mostly accounted for, and some have just been destroyed by the government because they didn't store them properly because the Trump administration is um, a failure on every single fucking level.
1: So... um, One, One thing, one kind of silver lining, I will say, is that it seems as though... All branches have gov- of government have finally, you know, granted, it took until the final three weeks of the Trump administration for this to happen, but it seems as though the federal gov- government has finally realized that that this president is dangerous and unstable and is unfit for office. It took them fucking four years to it realize it. It took them it. four years to realize it, but at least we're realizing it. Um, And I'm hopeful that, because I think that like as a as a very politically progressive and like socialist believer, <laughs> um, I am glad that Biden won the presidency, but I'm like not hyped about President Biden. <laughs> Sure, 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 And,
0: sure, sure. and oh, so, yeah. and but, but I, but I think it's just like a really clear reality that I don't know if uh we would all survive another four years of the no,
1: Trump presidency. No, and, and that's <laughs> and, and that's exactly my point. And that's the nuance that I want to touch on. Yeah, President Biden is better than President Trump, but I am not excited for President Biden. Sure. That being sure. said, I think that these couple of weeks leading into the Biden presidency are going to set him up to potentially do more which is important yeah i really hope like
0: i hope we get a federal mask mandate as someone who is living in the state Mm -hmm. that still does not have a mask mandate i hope that we get actual like um distribution plans for vaccines yep you know like like where we figure out like I know some counties in Illinois got, uh, people got questionnaires about like, are you high risk? Should you be somewhere higher in the queue than your age bracket would let us know? Right. Like, and like, I don't know, as someone who lives with a connective tissue disease that literally makes this super high risk for me, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, someone ask me this question. <laughs> right. So that I can be like, yes, and now do I want to skip my place in line? No. But do I want to be able to like, if like have that be factored into decisions? Yes, and like, do you want to be
1: in the correct place in line? Correct. (laughs) Yes. Like
0: it's like like you know it's
1: yeah the whole thing just is
0: a seascape of exhaustion
1: for real. Well, and so like you know. I, and I think that COVID fatigue is something that people are dealing with in different ways. And in some ways, the COVID fatigue handling is just super harmful. For example... <laughs> um, what are you fatigued about today, Maureen? <laughs> for example, um, the my place of employment... Um, has a hybrid situation where I'm a teacher. I'm a music teacher, and I do one-on-one lessons, and um, I see maybe twenty percent of my kids in person, um, which is a statistic I am comfortable with because the families that come in person are responsible families, and I really appreciate that. And they've been very communicative and. You know, it, it's, it's a good situation for the most part, with the exception of one family, um, where we instituted a rule that if you traveled over the holiday break, then you needed to quarantine for two weeks. Like you weren't allowed to come back for in-person lessons for the first two weeks of the semester, or you missed the first week and prove a negative COVID test. So it was either two weeks of completely online, symptom-free, or one week with a co- with a negative COVID test. So um, all of my families did this. I had several online lessons, um, but then some of my in-person kids just didn't travel. So I saw them in person. I have one family who I know for a fact traveled, um, and they decided to just come in person anyway. Um, and... I didn't realize this until the day before. And so it was too late to cancel their lesson. And so what I told my boss was, if this kid coughs once in my studio, I'm ending the lesson. And lo and behold, the kid coughed in my studio a chesty cough.
0: it take this child to
1: hack, hack lung up during this lesson. How long did it take? yeah he was in my he was in my room for about five minutes yeah that was the
0: thing that i was like wild five it took five minutes for this kid to even like why would you even like clearly if it happened within the first five minutes that kid has been been coughing coughing all morning right like and it's like why what the what the actual fuck is wrong with people
1: yeah and so i ended the lesson the mom came and by the end by the time the mom came the kid realized the consequences of the cough and was claiming that he had been making it up and he's like oh i make things up sometimes i'm like you don't that was that you can't make up that cough and but also that you should learn the consequence of making shit up that's exactly what like, i told him i was like so if you like yeah i had a i had a whole the more you know moment with this five-year-old boy. You star-wiped and star-wiped <laughs> exactly <and> star-wiped. <laughs> so, like, I, so I was like, so no matter what the situation is, we're ending this lesson early. Um, if you lied and pretended to be sick, we're ending the lesson because you can't do that. And you need to learn that you can't do that. And if you are actually sick, we have to l- end the lesson early because there's currently a pandemic. And that's what we have to do to stay safe. And then the mom comes and is like, oh, I'm sure he's fine. And like basically treats me as if I'm overreacting. Uh, So now um, I am quarantining uh, for the next week and getting a COVID test after five days because uh, this uh, family thought that they were above the rules, which is great. I'm like super hyped. And that's the kind of COVID fatigue that I have absolutely no patience for, is believing that you are above the rules, because this virus does not discriminate. Everyone
0: thinks they're the exception. And that's why uh, at one point, one in every 15 people in Chicago had COVID. Yep. It's also why currently in LA, one in every four people have COVID. Oh my god. Or are, like, in the process of recovering from COVID. But, like, LA's numbers right now are... ...worrisome. And, like, like, I have lots of
1: people I love very dearly in LA. And I'm just, like, very
0: scared for
1: them. Yeah. Like, and what's amazing... What's frustrating to me is, like, I... So I did not stay at home over the holidays i but the way that i did i went to go see my mom but i quarantined for two weeks ahead of time i got tested the whole time we were there we were masked like literally in my mom's house sitting around the kitchen table wearing masks you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. like and then i came home quarantined got tested again like That's, if you're going to travel, if you're going to do something, those are the steps that you need to take. And so many people just chose not to because they were like, oh, well, you know, I trust us. And it's like, it's not about trust. It's about dumb luck. Literally, though. about, like...
0: Like... I know people who've gotten it from their teachers and everyone was masked, right? Yeah. Um, I have a friend in Los Angeles who's like literally the only place I went was a grocery store in the last two weeks. So I got it from the grocery store, which is something I had to do over the course of,
1: you know, like, like. There are people who have gotten it who haven't left their homes. Yes, it's like The Walking
0: Dead at this point. Like, what's going to make you turn into a zombie or get COVID? Like, I don't, I just, and I guess we're all fatigued. Lord knows, all I want is to see friends, sing with humans, and have some casual sex. Like, these are, like, that's my holy trinity. (laughs) Yeah. Not, like, you know, but, like, I haven't, I don't know, like, I'm just, like, so frustrated, I can, there's at least a little bit of me that can like extend some understanding to like individuals who have, like, I know a lot of people who ended up going, but like did what you did, Were they quarantined, they tested, they made the decision, they stayed uh, six feet apart, masked in houses, except for the room they stayed in, like, If that is a decision you make, I'm comfortable with that for you. My thing is that there has been no leadership, no structure, no overarching like governmental thing that gives people real, tangible, legitimate rules and regulations to follow that prevent us from being in these situations. And it's because people are somehow... Convinced that a piece of fucking fabric over their face is taking away their civil liberties, and yet they turn around and literally like
1: storm the Capitol building. It's it's so much less like and and that's where it crosses the line from fatigue to just entitlement and privilege. Where it's like, no, you're not tired because of trauma. You're tired because you're used to everything being handed to you.
0: Yes. And, like, for me, that's where we cross the line from, like, fatigue, but also being able to, like, show compassion towards individuals who i know are also in hard situations to just being angry because you're a fucking asshole who's selfish and this is why we are all stuck in this for so fucking long like you know like there's like that fine line between being like i get that you wanted to go home and see your parents who you haven't seen in over a year like for people versus like you just don't think you should have to do shit. Oh, great. You know what I mean? Or like you think it the rules don't apply to you? Like, I don't know. I'm fatigued about a lot of things. And that fatigue sometimes turns into rage, <laughs> fatigue, rage.
1: Right. No. Well, and I, you know, and I, I, I don't, I feel bad. I, I, I think that for a lot of what's wild is that this topic of talking about these statistics and going and having these conversations, like for a lot of people, it's like becoming triggering, you know what I mean? Hearing, hearing these conversations about how pervasive this, how pervasive this virus is and how easy it is to get, like for a lot, it it has become a trigger point for so many people. And like, that's why, you know, I'm going to put a trigger Warning on this episode that says, like, we're talking about COVID extensively in this episode because, like, and it, it, there's no sensitivity, like, people who don't care, people who are going on trips, people who are, you know, people who are you know, going around throwing parties and stuff, they have no idea, not only the, like, world health damage they're doing, but also the fucking psychological damage that they're doing on people who are watching them behave so fucking irresponsibly. And that's where it gets back to fatigue. Yeah. (laughs) And that's where it gets back to fatigue because... We as the people who just are getting, it, it makes people, it makes these people watching this madness. It just makes you so tired and it makes you feel like you're on, it makes you feel like you're unraveling. And like, am I the only person who knows that there is danger right now? You feel like the goldfish in Cat in a Hat where you're like, stop doing that. Stop doing that. Your parents are coming home. Stop. Like, like it's it's maddening.
0: Yep. I don't even know. Like, I don't know how like what else to say except for yep, because like it really feels like. very difficult to know that you keep trying to make decisions that while they keep you safe are also keeping others safe like that's like part of it is i believe very much in the call to take care of one another do you know what i mean like and that like because i'm in a situation right now where i can get groceries delivered or i can pick them up or i can like you know like i i don't have to like there's a lot I'm in a privileged situation to do right now. And I'm trying to be as mindful of like not contributing to like, I can tell you at least a couple of like places down here have shut down completely because too many employees have had COVID that they can't actually open up a grocery store or open up like, like places of employment. And so, you know, for me, it's like, well, I know it helps them just to not have people going in that store all the time. And so we'll do like, I'll set a grocery pickup or for like three days from now. Do you know what I mean? Where I give them plenty of time and like,
1: (sighs) well, and like here and the fact that
0: so many people don't care about other people. That's the thing that I think I'm just like constantly overwhelmed by. Yeah. And while we've always known this to be true, right? Like, Look at um, any system of oppression in this country. It's very clear to say, well, clearly we don't care about all the people in this country, right? It's just like this has put that on steroids. Like, yeah. everything feels so much more visible and yeah. open. And, like, your choices are, like, literally living themselves out on Instagram and TikTok.
1: Right. No, because that doesn't go away. If you are a person right now who is posting on social media that you are choosing to put your own personal enjoyment over the course of these probably 18 months. then Absolutely get fucked. Absolutely get fucked.
2: Like, I've been silent because I've been sitting here fucking crying this whole entire time because I am one of those people who is now like triggered by COVID news. Because yeah. I, I I have fallen so deeply into a depression where I am afraid to do my laundry because I live in a building where I have to share a laundry room with people who refuse to wear fucking masks. So I'm sitting around in fucking laundry that I need to get done and I don't feel like I'm living my best life. Like no I mean, nobody is, but like even there was a point in quarantine where I felt somewhat okay to do things and now I can't do things anymore. I'm afraid to go get fucking prescriptions that I need to live because I'm afraid I'm gonna get killed because somebody doesn't want to wear their fucking mask. And there's a fucking siren outside. Same. But, like, I... I'm I'm starting to make peace with the fact that I potentially may never see my parents again. With how far this drags on. I haven't seen my mom in a year. And, I mean, I have my own relationship with her, and that's and that's what it is, but it doesn't mean that i never want to see her again. And she's on in another, si- another part of the country. It's not safe for me to travel because I'm also high risk. I don't know how to drive. She lives in New York City, which used to be the epicenter of the pandemic. And I'm here by myself. So y'all choosing to go out and eat and do whatever and be influencers and whatever. Like, and you don't give a shit. I want you to hear me and say this shit's fucked up it's fucked up I feel like a prisoner in my own fucking home I don't have a partner to be with I don't live with anybody else it's not even like I can go out and look for a partner to be with because I can't, I can't trust anybody because they can also get me sick and kill me so I have been increasingly lonely for like months and it is getting harder and harder every day to just do the basic things that keep me healthy and keep me alive Because I'm scared every second of every day. This is going to take me out or take one of my friends out. Like, I. And then, like, on top of that, with, like, the people storming the Capitol building, you fucking idiots. And you just see the blatant, like, we knew that the country hated black people. We knew that but for people to literally attempt to undo the democracy of this country and have their hands held as they're walking down the Capitol steps. And just thinking about protesters that have been maimed, have had their limbs missing, have been killed at the hands of police, but they get a fucking, I love you. From the fucking asshole president. And it just, it feels like I have never felt more disposable in my entire life. I'm sorry, it's just like. Like my memory has been so bad this week because my mind has been in a million directions. It's like how, how can I feel peaceful ever again knowing all of this? How can I feel peaceful knowing that I'll have to potentially be by myself for another three years? How can I feel peaceful knowing that, like, the people that need to be abolished and defunded, like, it's it, it makes it, like, there is no hiding the injustices of this country anymore. There is no hiding. And I, if you want to talk about fatigue, like, I am... I'm at, like, the end of my rope. (laughs) Like, I don't, like, the only, like, the only thing I have going for me is that, like, I'm not, like, trigger warning, I'm not suicidal. Because, and, like, thank God for that, honestly. And so it's just, like, I, like, what will, what, what, like, I don't, I can't even talk anymore. Like, what will it take for people to realize and understand that their own comfort, like, And it's for everything that we do in in any terms of activism, right? Like, when you help the most marginalized, you help everybody. When will that become clear to people that staying home will be more beneficial to you and everybody else in the long run? When will it become clear that when you help the most marginalized people in this country, Black people, Indigenous people, people of color, as you go up the fucking ladder, right? Like, when will you fucking realize that helping those people will ultimately benefit you in the long run? If you want to be selfish, help the people at the bottom, because you're going to get something out of it. If you're going to choose to be something, like, to be selfish, put your money where your mouth is and help the people at the bottom so we can all rise up to the top together. Like how hard is it? How hard is it to realize that? Like I wish I had like an, an iota of the privilege that these people have so I can see what it's like to just not care. I would love to not care for one day in my life but I also know that's harmful to other people cause I can't not care. I love people too much. I love myself too much. I love my friends too much. I don't understand like, and these people with these privileges have all of the, amen- and like, I, and I know I am one of those people that can afford to, like, get groceries delivered and leave my house as little as possible, and I am thankful for that. But the people that can literally have stuff like, 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 I, why are you just not doing it when you can live in comfort? I don't know. I'm sorry. That's my rant for today. <laughs> that's, all also, my fatigue just came out. So,
0: Also really hard. Like, um, I don't want to speak for you because, you know, but as someone who knows you well, your home is a place that you have cultivated to be uh, a sanctuary for you. And now to feel like that's slipping away because you're trapped in it. I uh, fully understand that feeling like that was part of the reason I packed up and left because I was like I have not at one point I realized I had not gotten farther than the door to the stairs of my apartment in four months there was just like no nowhere I went nothing I did and the place my like safe space of my home felt not safe anymore because it felt like it was suffocating me. And I think, you know, I'm, I know I've talked about this on the podcast before. One of the things I am actually really good at is being able to put my head down and say, I'm only, I only have to do this for this amount of time. It's fine. I can do anything for this amount of time. And like literally being fine with it until I realize, like, Here's the good news. It's not going to take three years. I mean, this was a hypothetical based on the models that are happening in December. But in ten days, Trump is no longer president, and um, I, I we can I, all three of us are people who Biden would not have been our first choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can all say that we fully believe that Biden will have a better distribution plan than what has 100%. happened this past month. 100%.
1: Um,
0: so there's no way that we're actually in this for another three years. It was just reading that number, right? Like, And I think what people don't understand is, like, when your health is um, on the line and you really are, like, this does feel more like life and death. This isn't, like, something I get the, like, casual, like, hubris of being able to maybe play around with.
2: Like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, but you know, like, you can still get it mild. But yeah, if I don't, I will die.
0: Exactly. And I don't think people. Um, it's hard to explain that to people when you're like, no. Uh, like, uh, not only am I high risk because I have a thing that actually makes me high risk. It's compounded with the fact that like. We just know that fat people don't receive adequate medical attention and medical care in general. And so there's that. And then um, compounded for you, Kita, with, uh, we know black people don't receive, uh, you know, like there's like all of these things that get compounded and it's like, sure, maybe, maybe I'd be lucky and get a mild case, but also maybe um, I would be left to be looked at as disposable because eugenics is uh woven into the fabric of our medical system where fat people and black people and like anyone who is on in marginalized communities can tell you right like that like we are hoping (laughs) just always hoping to be treated with dignity and respect and like yeah it's tiring it's tiring
1: well and that's i think i i think that your your point jesse of like you know it's not about of like fat people being at higher risk not because you know not because being fat is medically harmful but because the medical community has deemed being fat as medically harmful correct and in fact the only study that has
0: been done about the direct correlation of fatness and COVID, right? Without comorbidity. It's just the idea of like fatness. Right. There is zero effect. Like being fat does not affect whether or not you get COVID in a way that is uh deadlier. But what it greatly affects, and this goes back to the idea of uh fatigue, is this idea of like um getting fatigued over things that all fat people know to be true. Uh fatigue being uh Uh, an automatic, um, buy into the fact that I know I am looked at as more disposable by doctors because of my size with zero knowledge or information about me as a person that I am just looked at as more disposable because of my size.
1: The fact that I go into a doctor's office for five months for a five month long period, and I'm given a $100 diabetes test. that is not covered by my insurance. Mm, fuck. Like the it's just
0: the fact that every time I've ever had that test run on me, because of course we have to have it run. Um and this is I wanna be really mindful that this is in no way um to shame fat people who are diabetic at all. Right? Like because you, it, you, first of all, you don't have to be fat to develop type 2 diabetes, period. God, no. Like, you just don't. But, like, the sheer shock every doctor shows me on their face when they see my results. hmm Like, that is fatigue, right? Where you're like, here we are again, me explaining to you that I just don't have that particular issue. I have other issues, right? But, like... Uh, the fact that like you are incapable of listening to me talk about the fact that I have had three major reconstructive surgeries on my face and I have problems breathing, not because I'm fat, but because I've had literal bone shards removed from my face. That seems to like.
1: That somehow escapes a medical professional.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who takes years of who studies anatomy for years. It's.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think maybe this is darkest before the dawn. What I, what I think my real frustration, my real fatigue is. It was really easy for me to be like, hang tight. People are working. People who do things you don't do are working to create solutions to a problem that we are all in. And now that solution has, I mean, what a gift that they had funding. I mean, this is the thing people don't realize. It's not like testing was done so much more rapidly. It was that funding was done so much more rapidly, right? Like money came through to fund these tests, to fund these drugs. And like that, no one was waiting for the money because we we needed this done. And so it was very easy for me to hold tight and be like, we're all in this together to quote, whichever high school musical that song is from. um you know, it's the original
2: one. Thank you very much. i okay, at the very end of the movie.
1: <laughs> thank you. But I thank still you, know Peter. some
2: of the dance moves, so. Okay. Um,
1: so. Uh, <laughs> so. But now to know that, like,
0: there are solutions out there and people are just, it's like, you know, I heard uh, this was going around the worldwide interwebs, the idea of, like, you know, if you've been stranded on an island you don't start to eat the people when you see the plane. Like, you know, like coming to rescue you. And that's what it sort of feels like. And I think that's just a little soul crushing. Is <laughs> like to watch the people turn and like eat each other while we're like, the plane is there! The plane is there! The plane is right there! Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um... I want Not to- that
0: it's January and it's dark and it's cold and it's, you know, there's just like weather. <laughs> and when you're trapped inside all day and then it's dark, it's like, it feels like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like close to being Emily Dickinson, right? Like I'm just <laughs> going to be in a bustle looking out the window, like screaming poetry at people on the street. <laughs> Can you do
1: that? <laughs> 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 don't put it past me <laughs> um, p- excuse me I started doing that back in October so <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um, I think that I think just for uh, I think we should pivot <laughs> to okay. just just for uh, fatigue reasons quite frankly <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, something that I want to something that I do want to talk about is like um, the shame behind the shame that people feel about physical fatigue right now. Mm. Um, I know that that's something that I've personally been kind of reckoning with about, you know, the, the most, the largest weight gain in my life that I've experienced has been over the past six years. Um, And there has been a, and and like while that six years, I've actually I love myself more now than I did six years ago. Um, but because because I'm repairing my relationship with fitness, and therefore and like my relationship with fitness, which was to over exercise, um, some I've, I've taken a break from fitness and, and movement that I'm and I'm just now getting back into it something that I want to talk about is how it's okay to get winded <laughs> it's okay to get winded it's okay to be fucking beat to death by movement once you start to reintroduce it. And I think that that's something that's really hard cuz it's something that's been hard for me personally because it used to be that you know I could I could do a 45 minute intense workout and feel great after it. And that is not the case anymore. I get um, winded after cleaning for 10 minutes. <laughs> like Yes,
0: I get winded running up and down my stairs a few times in a day, right? Like I, this is something um, I've been thinking about a lot because my body really, really wants to be working out. I like yeah. working out. I've never not liked working out. Okay. Um, I just don't have a safe way to do it right now. Mm-hmm. And, it, or do let me, mm, I need to rephrase that. I don't have a safe way to do the things I enjoy doing when it comes to working out right now. And as every fat person knows, it takes a while to figure out what you like doing because so much guilt and shame has been tied into the idea of working out or movement for us. So like, while I suppose there are some things I could be doing, there are things that don't gratify my soul in movement. And so it's really hard because I'm like, I have this desire. Do I do these things that I know aren't as gratifying to me, but will require, Require me to move a little bit more? Or do I just embrace that this is not my most worky, outiest time in life? (laughs) Like, you know, like, and just be okay with that and be okay with getting winded and being okay with that being my, like, you know, my truest physical form is always going to be fat. But it usually doesn't come um, with windedness or things of that nature, right? Am I just going to have to be okay with that's just the reality of what I'm in? Because I, again, live in a state with no mask mandate. And so gyms are open. But motherfuckers do not wear masks at that gym. And I'm not walking in there, right? Because, again, high risk. So, like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to I, I'm I was joking off mic that I might buy a Reebok stepper and do but for real you know, my all little step aerobics routines in my garage and be like, here we go. That's
2: I, I am Orla the from
0: Dairy Girls.
2: Like I would go into <laughs> Oh my god, I love that fucking show. show much, and I just like I see that scene in my head and it's so fucking beautiful. Oh my god. Sorry. Never okay. forget, I actually <laughs> was
0: on a competitive step aerobics team as a junior hire, so, you know, Orla is Too me, real. and I am Orla. So. Oh my
2: god.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> oh,
2: man, but, like, I would go into the staircase and, like, use the stairs as, like, at least a way to try to move and, like, my my whole thing because, like, how do I say this? So, like, community is very big to me when it comes to like movement and fitness Mm -hmm. and like that's why i enjoyed going to the gym and like lifting and stuff because i got to see people on a regular basis and talk to them and like i even like follow like a lot of people i used to go to the gym with on instagram like it's because it's like an actual community thing where like i see other people and like people that i trust and feel safe around at least like on the surface level and i can be my fat self and work out with them you know but like i've never been a workout at home like until the pandemic i've never been an at-home person in general like i i lived in studios for most of my time in chicago like because i would just go to work go to a friend's house come home like i literally came home to sleep and be on be there on the weekends i didn't need like more space so like going to the gym is one of those things where like I even have like a gym in my building on purpose so it's not like in my apartment. I don't like doing things in my apartment. But now I work from home and now like my side hustle also takes place at home. And working out at home is very much reminiscent to me of the beach body videos that I used to force myself to do when I was living in Atlanta. And that's something that you have to do at home. Like, not everybody has, like, you know, access to a gym where you can put in a DVD and just, like, have a room to do fucking beach body shit and then, like, go home and make your fucking, like, shit shake and then, like, go to sleep, you know? So, like, whenever I try to work up the momentum to, like, because I even bought dumbbells and everything. Like, I have, like, some things where I can work on, like, my form and, like, some things with lifting, but, like, And, like, at least regain some of, like, that strength back. But the thought of working out in my apartment just takes me back to that skinny bitch on the screen. It's like, just work out and push a little bit harder, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, it reminds me of, like when I would go to sit on a toilet and it would hurt so fucking much. Cause I did way more than like anybody should have and push themselves to do. And all those Facebook groups are like, Oh yeah, but that pain's good. Like you should feel so good, blah, blah, blah. Like you're doing it right. And so it's like, I don't want to do fucking squats in here cause all that shit comes flooding back. Yeah. Like, so I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know where I was going to end that, but yeah.
1: I think like for me, something that I'm taking away from like me becoming okay with the fatigue I'm currently, the physical fatigue I'm currently experiencing is like, first of all, their physical fatigue is neutral. You know, it's, it's not a, it's not a you know, morally reprehensible thing to experience fatigue, because everybody experiences fatigue at some point, whether you've just had a baby, whether you've just had surgery, whether you're in a particularly intense period at work, whether you're coming out of a depression, like, fatigue happens to everybody. And we're just in a moment where because movement is limited and there is so much baggage surrounding movement as fat people there are limitations and as such we're going to be more winded and that's okay fatigue is okay
0: yeah (laughs) but this also goes back to the like fat people are constantly put into a position where they have to like prove their worth in existing. Yeah. Right. Like, 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 being winded people are like, well, if only, well, you know, like, and you're like, no, no, because the other thing is like, let's just do some simple math, Karen. You and your, like, 125 pounds going up the stairs is not the same activity as me and my body going up the stairs. No. It's just not. No. And, like, maybe I get winded because I'm carrying more weight, but also I just did more. I, like, did more physical exertion. So I need you to fuck the fuck off. Right. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that should be our, like, I need you to fuck the fuck up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. Well, y'all, I think that that's a good place to stop. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. I just want to tell
0: you both how much I love and adore you and Aww. how grateful I am for you.
1: Yes.
2: You two friends
1: yeah i'm grateful for both of you i'm grateful for this opportunity to talk and feel validated that's the real thing is like you know for a in a lot of my life i'm the i'm the fat person and so to have other fat people to talk to is like so refreshing <laughs> You know, I'm the fattest person in my family. I'm the fattest person in my workplace. You know, it's and it it's just, you know, I was the fattest for the longest time. I was the fattest person in my fen, in my friend group, and like, and it's it's really it's so good to have an opportunity to feel heard. Yeah. I mean, I'm very grateful for the situation I'm
0: currently in, but I'm living with two people uh, over the age of 60 who have disordered beliefs and disordered behaviors when it comes to food and bodies, and uh, it can be really exhausting sometimes. So it's nice um, to be reminded that you have people who that is not the case. Yeah. And that is another form of fatigue. (laughs) Living with people who don't understand shit and refuse to understand shit. So. (laughs) (laughs) uh, All right. All right. Let's go before I start crying even more than than I am currently.
2: Oh good. Um,
0: reminder I mean, it's fine I'll just go listen to more Phoebe Bridgers this
1: is <laughs> a reminder to all of y'all who follow us on Instagram which by the way if you're not following us on Instagram you should at fat out of hell that we have a month long selfie challenge um it is a we have like a pool of prompts that you can choose from and while we're encouraging people to do as many as they can like you know do you um you do you boo-boos yeah Um, I kind of like made it an
0: intention. One of my intentions is to do it every day this month because I just like giving myself, like, I need structure. I, like a child,
1: I do best (laughs) with structure. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I've done it twice so far, and I'm actually really proud of myself for doing it twice. I'm going to do more this week. I have ideas for ones that Ooh. i want to do I have ideas um so you
0: roll y'all pull a roll
1: so uh yeah but you should do it too they're really they're really fun prompts really cute and uh yeah yep all right all right bye goodbye podcast baby Bye. bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on all the social media places as Fat Outta Hell Pod and all the podcast places as Fat of Hell. And you can shoot us an email at fatoutahellpod at gmail.com. Bye, babies.